Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. Alright folks, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. Fuck yeah. Oh shit, Jeff Barry's head just came off. There's a guy behind him and she just shot him and ran off. Oh my, oh wait a second, no, that's the people we're going to talk about today on Behold the Pale Podcast. (laughs) The great Abraham Lincoln. And the great John F. Kennedy, you know what I mean? Uh, Two gentlemen that lost their heads in the battle, you know, trying to fight the good fight. They were uh, assassinado, as they like to say. Uh, Presidents that go down, we all know of them. You know, each of their deaths have their own little theories and conspiracies that roll with them. Um, And one day in the future, we'll crack into uh, them both in in a bigger way. But today, we're going to kind of chip off the iceberg, you know what I mean? Take a little chip at it. Uh, Not the whole thing, you know. We can't take the whole thing. That's too painful, you know what I mean? We're going to do just a little bit. So, you know, we stumbled into this this coincidence thing that was going down between Lincoln and Kennedy, which uh, very interesting stuff makes for a lot of fun. You know, today we're joined by brother Joffrey and brother Alexander. How you guys doing out there? Doing good. Yeah. That's what I like You're to hear. All right. Well, that's what I like to hear. You know what I mean? Uh, it could be worse. We could have been assassinated this morning, you know what I mean, at breakfast time. And uh, we survived. Now, before this episode came about, did either of you gentlemen hear, ever hear anything about the coincidences? Within these two assassinations, I I actually did. Uh, I'm trying to think when it was. It was it was a, a while ago. I I think I stumbled across it like on the internet. Like you know, stumbled across a lot of uh, conspiracy theories, and yeah. uh, you know, I was I was uh, reading and and it goes about connecting the dates and all that, and it is a very eerie coincidence or. It itself could be a conspiracy within itself. 
Oh my goodness. That is some creepy stuff, you know what I mean, for sure. Yeah. Jeff, this is the first time you heard of this? Yeah, I mean, I got a little bit, I don't know, like I saw, I, I mean, I haven't really gotten crazy into the whole Lincoln assassination, but yeah. it, I've, I've read quite a bit about the, uh, the JFK assassination. That's the mo- more well-known one. Yeah, um, I read the court. Yeah, I knew they were both assassinated, and uh, maybe a few few other small ties, but not so much as, as there uh, is. Yeah, I mean, I don't. It, it, it's something that I mean, I don't like. I the, the thing is, is like the movie Lincoln, for instance. Like, I never, I couldn't get through the whole film. Yeah. Um. So I don't really. Because sometimes, like those movies, kind of have a nice. I know the the one. I think it was it just JFK. Like, what was the movie by? Uh, it just strictly explored the possible asset, like the 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 conspiracy behind assassination. Yeah, Oliver. Did you talk about Oliver Stone? Oliver Stone's film that actually didn't that movie like incite or like open up a reinvestigation or something? It did because yeah, he. That's what I love about Oliver Stone is he's kind of he's very provocative. He is very provocative. People, you know, he's made some choices that upset people. I know that he's very forth, you know, outright with his politics, which is always kind of a weird issue because there's always going to be people that don't agree with you. But when you look at that, his his art, his films, what he's done, what he still does, like some of his earlier films are some of the masterpieces of their time. You know, it's truly you know, influential, iconic filmmaker. And he's still, you know, he's a lot of the documentaries and stuff and writing books. A lot of the stuff he's involved with now is like very relevant. And uh, yeah, he's a much respect Oliver Stone. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, JFK was, yeah, there was definitely that because it was a lot of like, you know, it wasn't quite the history books, which has never really been his thing. He's never been like, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you what the history books tell you type guy. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Mm-hmm. Classic, classic. Um, you know, so anybody that isn't really hip to the Lincoln Kennedy uh, Kennedy coincidence, coincidence, you know, is uh, you know claim coincidence connecting U.S. President Lincoln and Kennedy. Uh, the list of coincidences appeared in the mainstream American press in 1964, a year after the assassination of JFK, having appeared prior to that in the GOP Congressional Committee newsletter. Um, Martin Gardner examined the list in an article in Scientific American, later reprinted in his book, The Magic Numbers of Dr. Matrix. That's a very interesting name for a book. I bet that is a lot of fun stuff in there. Gardner's version of the list contains 16 items. Many subsequent versions of uh, have circulated with much longer lists. Uh, the list is still in circulation today, having dared the popular imagination for over 50 years. In 1992, the Skeptical Inquirer uh, ran a spooky presidential coincidences contest. One winner found a series of 16 similar coincidences between Kennedy and former Mexican, Mexican President Alvaro Abergrande, while the other came up with a similar list for 21 pairs of the U.S. presidents. Uh, you know, some people would say that all those people that get into that position are somehow connected and linked up, you know what I mean? 
Now, when I first heard about this, when I was cruising through a list and I had to go back and do a little research to see if, you know, if years lined up and dates and there were certain situations um, that just didn't quite work, you know what I mean? Didn't work out. So, yeah, you got to kind of cut away at it. But uh, it's it's interesting to see if the all these folks kind of are connected with one deal. But with this one, I don't know. Uh, very weird stuff. So I'm going to go through a little list for everybody. And the following are a list of coincidences that are commonly associated with uh, what we're about to get down with. Some of them are not true statements. And then we'll pop into the true. Um, so first up, we got Lincoln and Kennedy each have seven letters in their name, in their last names. Now, that's... Yeah, it's a coincidence, but, you know, what can you do? What can you do? The seven, I wish if there was more of a seven had more meaning to it. Seven could be a holy number. For some reason, I almost want to say seven is like the holy number. Um, Both presidents were elected to Congress in 46 and later to presidency in in 60. You know what I mean? Interesting stuff. Both married women in their 20s while themselves in their 30s. Both lost a son while living in the White House. All right, horrifying stuff. Some might say that was paying a price to the Illuminata, you know what I mean, or the Deval. Um, you know, both were shot in the presence of their wives. That's a true factoid, you know what I mean? But you can kind of you know, argue with that a little bit. They're, uh, they're always hanging out together. Both assassins, John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald, three name, you know, three name characters. Were born in 39 and were known by their three names, composed of 15 letters. You know what I mean? Booth ran from Ford's Theater and was caught in a warehouse. And Oswald ran to the Daily Plaza warehouse and was caught in a theater. Both presidents were runners up for the party's nomination for vice president in 56. Both defeated the sitting, incumbent vice president. The assassins were both Southerners. Both were particularly concerned with civil rights and made their views strongly known. Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation in 1862, which became a law a year later. A century later, Kennedy presented his reports to Congress on civil rights during the famous March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom that same year. Both presidents were shot in the head on a Friday and died at a nearby location. Uh, Lincoln at the Peterson House across the street, and Kennedy at the Parkland Memorial Hospital down the road. Lincoln had a secretary named Kennedy who told him not to go to Ford's Theater. Kennedy had a secretary named Evelyn Lincoln, whose husband Harold's nickname was Abe, and she warned him not to go to Dallas. I heard that 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 one's got issues with that story. And then both Oswald and Booth were assassinated before they could be put on trial. Truth. So let's just, uh, that's kind of a layout. Do you guys want to have any comment on that? Or do you want to roll into the, the true stuff and then kind of comment on them singly? I think we're, you know. Yeah, I'd rather do that. I mean. So we're going to yeah. do with that one. That's the plan. So true statements for everybody involved. As the beer swishes the glass. Now, both were elected to Congress in 46 Lincoln was elected in 1846 from Illinois, and Kennedy was elected in 1946 from good old Massachusetts. You know, now that's, 
that's kind of creepily eerie, I would say. You know what I mean? Um, if it was just that by itself with no other coincidences, I'd say, you know what? Yeah, I'd give it to him. That's, that's a coincidence. That stuff happens. But as the list builds, it really, you know, each one starts to, all that, a little, little bit of weight starts to add up, if you know what I mean. Um, next up, both were elected to the presidency in 60. You know what I mean? Lincoln was elected in 1860. And Kennedy, 1960. Oh, they elected the Congress. That was the one before that. I confused myself a little bit. So, yeah, that's that's a weird lineup, too. Any of you boys got comments on these lining ups? Um, well, I, I, I have an idea, but I, I'd rather wait till we're at the end after we hit everything to put forward my, what I'm thinking of. A heroic deed goes unnoticed in a cold world. Um, both have seven letters, like we said before. I'm not too worried about that one. Now, both were concerned with civil rights. Lincoln felt strongly that all the slaves should be freed and issued Emancipation Pro- Proclamation, which legally freed slaves within the Confederacy. Kennedy was concerned with racially, uh, equal- racial equality and was the first to propose what would be the Civil Rights Act of 1964. Both married in their 30s to women that were uh, 24 and spoke fluent French. The age I mean, that's, that, that one's like not really like, that doesn't seem too that um, doesn't matter, yeah. crazy to me. <laughs> French could have been hip at the time to know for upper class. And, well, I mean, uh, I also, yeah, I mean, I think that especially maybe in Lincoln's time, like yeah. if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure the French the French like connection with with the the union was pretty strong anyway. Like I I, I mean the French you gotta think like the French had helped a lot in this in the Revolutionary War. And then I mean again like this is just this is pure speculation, but I would imagine that the influence from the French I would imagine there would have it probably would have been there was probably a lot of like French-speaking, you know, secondary French-speaking people in that region just due to families kind of mixing, you know, generationally after gener- like over that course of roughly, you know, about 100 years. Um, as I mentioned, you also have Mont- you have French-speaking Canada not too far away. Um, yeah, so I think French is, I mean, French is still a pretty prominent language to learn in mass. Like I think in in New England generally, because you're we're not you know we're closer, we share a border, you know we're what five six hours away from French speaking Canada, so yeah. Uh, go a little little deeper, some little facts on the wives. Lincoln was married on November fourth, eighteen forty two. Lincoln was born on February twelfth, eighteen o nine, making him thirty three years old at the time of his wedding. With a Mason number. Important number in the Masons. Lincoln Lincoln's bride, Marianne Todd, was born on December 13th, 1818, making her 23 years old at the time of her wedding. Um, that's a very famous number in the Chicago Bulls locker room. 
Kennedy was married on September 12, 1953. Kennedy was born on May 29, 1917. Making him same birthday as me, yeah. Yeah. You know, happy belated. Happy belated. Making mm-hmm. him 36 years old at the time of his wedding. You're not quite there yet. No, no. It, it approaches fast, though, so be careful. Yeah, I know. Kennedy's bride, Jacqueline Bavier, very nice name, was born on July 28th, 1929, making her 24 years old at the time of the wedding. Uh, it's a good age. Both lost a son while living in the White House. Lincoln lost his 11-year-old son, William, and Kennedy lost his infant son, Patrick. What do you guys think of that? It's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, um, you know, he I know that uh, I believe William, uh, as I used to call him back in the day, Willie, my boy Willie died of typhoid fever or something like that. Uh, it was very, uh, it was, it was very hard for me to get, you know, it was a hard time for me, but we worked through it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, during the time of Lincoln infant, uh, I mean, uh, children dying young was, you know, not uncommon. It was actually pretty common. Um, now going with, you know, uh, JFK, I mean, things, uh, the, the life expectancy, uh, infancy, uh, mortality rank was, um, was a lot, uh, less than it was during, um, uh, Abraham's time, but it's not, it, w- it still wasn't as good as it is now. So the possibility of that lining up uh, during those, you know, those years is not unheard of. And, and also, um, I think I read somewhere that even though technically, you know, um, uh, giving birth to girls and, and boys, that I think boys, even though you'd think it'd be 50-50, but it, it's more common for boys to get born than girls, I think. I think I read something about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that's how that could have lined up. What do you think about mm. Kennedy's infant son? Yeah, I mean, just a, just a, you know, through through you know. You yeah, I mean, like I was saying that. I mean, it's it's possible that, I mean, well, let's see. Uh, Kennedy was uh, uh, when uh, when was that? That was nineteen sixty three. Okay, uh, nineteen. 19- unfortunately- a lung, uh, lung ailment is what killed the poor baby. He was born for two days, and then he passed away, sadly. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, the 60s were a lot better than back when, when Abe was 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 present. But um, if I remember Ooh, correctly, that in the 60s, it was still still not uncommon for, you know, That's... children to die early, if yeah. I remember correctly. And that's more of like a... You know the the uh, almost like a, a birth, you know something that happened to birth almost type deal. You know it's very around that time it's very iffy. You know what I mean to get to get out of that type deal. But you know the eleven year old son that's tough. That's that's they're both very tragic, of course. But eleven just seems like a we. You know we were talking before the show about the, the sadness of like the ultimate sadness in the world is like kids that get sick. 
you know, with these terminal deals. And it's almost like what happened to Willie, you know what I mean? Which is fucking bad news. Now, both sons' names, <clears throat> William Wallace Lincoln and Patrick Bouvier Kennedy, have 21 letters, each, uh, with each having seven letters each, first, middle, and last name. There's back to that seven. So I, when I think of the importance of seven, for some reason, my, uh, my history with religious stuff pops into mind. That I want to say that sevens in the Bible is like a holy number. I want well, to yeah, it took thinking seven. of that movie right now with uh, Brad Pitt. With Brad well, Pitt. I mean, it took seven days, supposedly, by the Bible for God to create the universe. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the big thing with seven from the Bible. Well, that that's I what, like, there's many links. There's the seven sign, the seven seal, rather. You know, that seven plays a lot of, you know what I mean? I want to say that there's some type of holy, it's a holy number, but it's supposed to be a positive thing, not a, like your 13 and, you know, triple six are your negative numbers. It's supposed to be like seven or 17. I know in the juggalo world, 17 is a big holy number. Now, both were shot on a Friday. Lincoln was shot uh, on Good Friday, which wasn't that good for him. April 14th, 1865. And Kennedy was shot on Friday. November 22nd, 1963. You think Lincoln said, oh, it's Good Friday. It's going to be a Good Friday. No, nobody thought that. Now, both were shot in the head. You know what I mean? Forget about it. Now, there's something to be said about being shot in the head. When that person who shoots you, they want you dead. That's what that means. Um... They were uh, sent in. You could go into conspiracy for days on why they were killed. You know what I mean? We'll get into that in a previous uh, or in a future episode, rather. Now, they were both shot in the presence of their wives. That's kind of common. You know what I mean? They're, 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 they, you know, you, the only time you're really going to get them is when they're out and about. You're not going to get them in the White House or whatever. So, like, when they're out and about doing whatever, probably trying to enjoy an evening alone. It's probably the yeah. best time to get them. So obviously they're going to be with their wife. You know what I mean? Which they would have, um, I, you know, Kennedy, of course, was, was the, from, from far away shot. But the Lincoln thing where he just kind of walked up on him, like he, uh, he didn't have security there. Does anybody know what the story is with that? You'd think that he would have some people waiting. Maybe he did and there was an altercation. I felt like there was an altercation at an altercation, if I remember from way back in the well, past. Well, I mean, on, on the whole Abraham Lincoln assassination, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, I don't have the, the all, all the specifics, but the it was... Trial. Yeah. Uh, it was... Wilkes, uh, John Wilkes Booth was one of five men. I mean, oh, really? Abraham oh. Lincoln was only... Sub, was one of, like, five guys that were supposed to die that night. Oh, that well, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It, um, I think it. Uh, I mean, uh, I think the vice president, um, the the uh, uh, head of, um, oh shit, uh, the guy in, in charge of, uh, of military area. defense. I mean, all of them were there at the theater, and John Wilkes Booth had a cabal with him. And a few other people, all uh, 
pretty much down on the locks uh, 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 rebels who thought it was that they had a chance to try to you know strike one for uh, for the southern states. Yeah. Uh, but John Wilkes Booth is the only one who actually uh, accomplished his mission. I was gonna say the, here, like I have the, I have like the the Britannica. Goddamn, <laughs> Britannica. <laughs> I have the Britannica. Yeah. Up. Um, you know, it's and it states here that uh, yeah, it was uh, three people in total were supposed to be killed, like uh. Abraham Lincoln, Vice President uh, Andrew Johnson, and Secretary of State uh, William Seward. And then um, there was eight conspirators that were tried by the Military Commission for Abraham Lincoln's murder. And that was David Harold, Lewis Powell, George Atzerodt, uh, Mary, Mary Surratt, and were found guilty and hanged, while Samuel A. Mudd, Michael O. Laughlin, and Samuel Arnold were sentenced to life imprisonment. Edmund Spangler uh, received a 60-year sentence. So, like, these people were all tried and, like, punished. So it's like a cartel hit where they just everybody who, everybody who could come back later in life has to go type deal. Yeah, and, and no, I mean, I think, it, no, these these people like I think all I think that is all were you know kind of they had all planned this you know. Did, I, did well, anybody else die or just Lincoln? Did the other guys they didn't no. they didn't succeed? No, I think it was just Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, um, big fish, though. He is the big fish. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, um, the guy who uh, tried to get the the vice president, I think he chickened out. He just, you know, couldn't do it. And uh, the guy who went after the secretary, he, if I remember correctly, like missed him. Like he he was going to, you know, uh, hit him. I think before the theater. But uh, miss him, so he he couldn't get him before you know he had like backup. So that's why. And well, that was all going on. Uh, John Wilkes Booth was uh, was the only one who was able because he was there as an actor, so he could get in hmm. under the guise of being on on the theater, being part of the production. Oh, so yeah. so while well, the other guys had to sneak in, he was already in there. So he was able to get up to, you know, uh, Lincoln and do the deed while the other ones, you know, either chickened out or just couldn't get to uh, their, the person they were supposed to kill. It, it wasn't all in the same building because you could almost kind of see in the confusion of somebody being shot in the low, like in the lower half of the balcony or whatever, where the people, the security might run to see what that is or turn to see what that is. And when they turn, you know, Booth just steps in and pop, you know what I mean? Like if it was really orchestrated, that that's probably what they'd want to do. But you said that what, somebody refused and somebody just couldn't do it and somebody else failed before they got to the theater. So maybe it was just sneaking in. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the thing is that the thing I watched about it, the impression I got was... Yeah, uh, everyone who was involved in the main conspiracy uh, yeah. to do it. Uh, now, uh, for example, two people that were tried really uh, that um, uh, the woman who who uh, was hanged. She was the wife of one of the conspirators, 
and she was the uh, one on the uh, a name was on the lease of the house where they met up. That's all. And it she took back she back. really didn't have much to do with it. Just uh, guilt sucks. by association. <laughs> that's so sucks. that's that sucks, yeah. Dude. Then that's then, then awful. yeah. Then then mud mud. Honestly, he there's a whole thing about it. If you go into it, you look into the history of mud. Uh, he he was Mud. named as a conspirator, but the fact was, Mud was just a doctor, and 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 John Wilkes Booth got shot, and of course he got shot. He he had to take care of the bullets, so he went to a doctor, who was Mud. Mud had no idea what just happened. He didn't know that uh, Abraham Lincoln got shot. He didn't know he died. He didn't know this guy he was treating shot the president. All he knows was a guy came in, he was wounded, he's a doctor, he took care of it. And because of that, he got life imprisonment. Not until, Ooh. I would say, in the last 10 years that that the uh, whole, uh, that he was actually exonerated for being a part of that whole conspiracy. Because his relations have been, you know, the, the whole term, like, your name is Mud, comes from that. Because he couldn't sh- uh, shake it even though it was proven that all he was was some poor guy who was a doctor that treated a guy and had no idea what was going on. That song, My Name is Mud by Primus, that's what that's about? Yeah. I did not know that. That's a fun fact for the day. That sucks, dude. Fucking, that's like a hard, that's harsh dealings, dude. That that's how much they wanted to make sure that shit didn't happen oh, again. Yeah. Like even the wife also, got fucking annihilated. The and, 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 the, and the and the woman who got um, tried and hanged sees on record as the first woman to ever get uh, executed in America. We laugh at doing it. Let's do an up. Remind me of doing an episode on her in the future. Yeah, and and the fact is, she just was uh, unlucky to be married to one of the conspirators. I'm assuming they hung that dude that was afraid to do it, right? I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was part of those who got hung. Yeah, they wouldn't hang him nowadays. They'd let him. They'd let him. They'd give him like, uh, you know, probation or something. Um, huh. So you know, bo- both were assassinated by Southerners. Lincoln was shot by John Wilkes Booth from Maryland, and Kennedy was shot by Lee Harvey Oswald from New Orleans, Louisiana, um, the home of Popeye's chicken. You know what I mean? Now, both of the president's successors were named Johnson. Lincoln was succeeded by Andrew Johnson, and Kennedy was succeeded by Lyndon B. Johnson. Johnson's a very common name, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, They say, uh, you are what you eat, they say. Both were succeeded by Southerners. Andrew Johnson was from Tennessee, and Lyndon B. Johnson was from Texas. Boy, a lot of Southern stuff going on around here. Um, so I actually have an interesting. Yeah, I'm sorry. I actually no, I no, stumbled on Fords.org, like so the Fords Theater, and they yeah. talk about like the various con- conspiracy theories about just like that were popular around the time. And there's a couple interesting ones, um, just generally about it. So they say, for instance, um, so so uh, given the context of con- Confederate defeat, so like this one seems rather obvious, but like. It was not surprising that like suspicion fell on the Confederate president um, Jefferson Davis uh, or the Confederate Confederate Secretary of State. Um, you know these people were like 
you know, Benj- apparently Judah P. Benjamin, the Secretary of State, was supposedly Jewish and had connections to the Rothschilds banking empire in Europe. Oh, shit. And apparently, like, there's a conspiracy that, that Lincoln's policies weren't going to be beneficial for them. So that that was kind of planned as a kind of like a two birds with one stone kind of thing. Like, let's get back. You know, we always oh, lost the war, but then also this as well. Um, and then also there's like an, there's a there's a theory that the Pope even had something to do with it because the Republican Party contained apparently, you know, tons of like a huge anti-immigrant wing, formerly the, the know nothings. Uh, and they had clear anti-Semitic and anti-Catholic overtones. Many of the convicted conspirators, including including um, Mary Surratt, were ardent Catholics, supposedly. Hmm. So this led to the theory that the Pope, or at least some high-placed Roman Catholics, had a hand in Lincoln's assassination. But the the interesting one here is, um, so apparently, is it, I, I guess the the Eisenschmidt thesis. And so he was an Austrian born chemist who emigrated to the U S in 1901 and became an oil company executive in Chicago. Yeah. After nearly a decade researching the Lincoln assassination, he published, he published a, a paper or thesis or whatever. Why was Lincoln murdered claiming that secretary of war, Edwin Stanton masterminded the assassination of Lincoln as proof offered several circumstantial pieces of evidence. First Stanton had a motive he was worried that Lincoln's moderate proposals for Southern Reconstruction would let the former Confederate states off too easily for the carnage they initiated. And second, Union General Ulysses S. Grant had planned to attend the play at Ford's Theater with the president on the night of April 14th, but Eisenschmill alleged that Grant canceled when Stanton ordered him out of Washington. Um, furthermore, Stanton had allegedly turned down the president's request to have Major Thomas T. Eckert serve as his bodyguard for the evening. Following Boots' dramatic exit from the theater, Stanton closed all bridges from the city except one, the Navy Yard Bridge, which Boot took as his escape route. Stanton also allegedly ordered that the Union soldiers should kill Booth rather than arrest him. And finally, investigators noted 15 pages torn from Booth's diary, deliberately ripped out by Stanton, Eisenschmill claims. So it's, 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 it's like interesting, like this one bridge, like for instance, the whole city... Uh, that wasn't shut down. He went to. Uh, it was the one that he went, the one that he used. And yeah, I mean, it just, but that, the reason why I found that one interesting is because again, it's like, you know, it's, I think it ties it, you know, I, I, I'm less, um, I think the bulk of the conspiracy is it's like maybe less to do with the overlapping kind of similarities, like in terms of, like a lot of these things just seem like big coincidences, you know? Right. I mean, sure, they're significant, you know, like it's it's interesting, but it's it's also just not uncommon for things like that to occur. You know, we could all find somebody who has a very similar like um, set, set of circumstances, perhaps to ourselves. But um, I, think I think the the bulk of it here is like the fact that perhaps the government was involved to a far greater extent than people, you know. Yeah, then we'll ever, then we'll ever know, you know. Yeah, I, I definitely think in a lot in big assassinations like this, I do think that there are there are higher powers at hand that are kind of protecting these people. Like, you know, they the people with the power to tell tell whoever was supposed to close that bridge 
to tell them, nah, you're not going to close that bridge today because we got somebody coming through there. You know what I mean? I, I, I definitely believe that for sure. You can't, I don't think you could do, I don't, I don't think regular Joe Blow, anybody could, could assassinate a president without the help of people that were in, in power, powerful people. You know what I mean? It just doesn't happen. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it seems like, I mean, again, like I don't necessarily have a great, you know, understanding of what the state of the, yeah, I mean, and again, I don't even know, you know, what his security was like that evening, but he had to have had some though. He had to have had some security there at, from the beginning, they're, they're so, they are important. I mean, they're, they're, they're more, they're celebrities now, but even back in the day, they were important people. They had to have had people go with them places for situations like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. They couldn't just be sitting. It'd be crazy if they were just sitting ducks out there in public. It being as, being as, you know, important, so to speak, as they are. It's kind of, it'd be kind of weird. You know, you'd think that. You'd think from the beginning of time that would want to be be one of those things. If there was somebody of any type of importance, there would always be somebody with them, either a, a friend that was with them because they wanted to protect them, or it was somebody's duty that was put there to protect them. I think that they wouldn't just be they, they're there. It couldn't have just been uh, you know some sitting duck shit. Well, I, I was gonna say, like, yeah, like here it says, you know, like I'm looking it up now, and it just yeah. seems like. It wasn't that like he didn't have necessarily a crazy amount of support that night in terms of like like his he had one it, like it says here that he had one bodyguard mm-hmm. and he was just because it wasn't because that's that was my suspicion I didn't want to say it without knowing a hundred percent but it wasn't until 1902 that the Secret Service was was created so so it. Like, yeah, he had to have had a so, bodyguard. It had to be somebody there. That's the thing. Well, so, well, it was created in 1865, but it wasn't until 1902 that they started, you know, taking care of the president as their full-time responsibility. Before that, it was more like they were trying to eradicate counterfeit, you know, counterfeit currency. But no, it says that he had one, he had one guard at the time. So only one man, an unreliable Washington cop named John Frederick Parker, was assigned to guard the president that night on April 14th, 1865. I'd be willing to say he had one guy on him. The theater probably had somebody, you know, up in that area. It was the balcony. It was probably a VIP section that would probably regularly have some extra people there, you know, just to keep the classes separated. You know what I mean? I feel like they're there. I think something probably happened. Um, that got everybody's kind of attention away from what was going on. But like you said, he was an actor, so he could he could have access to roam around. So that's what got him up there. You know, it could have even been like maybe the actor was like, "I'd love to meet Lincoln," and you know, they were like, "Oh, he went in there and to go shake his hand," and he gave him like a fucking Quentin Tarantino uh, scene where he put his hand out and the gun popped out and he fucking blasted him. Pop! Nobody knows if he was really shot in the back of the head while he was sitting there. For all you know, uh, he was held down and assassinated. But it's very uh, it's interesting, you know, very interesting stuff. Um, you know, both assassins, John Wilkes Booth and Lee Harvey Oswald, Lee Harvey Oswald are known by their three names. 
Now, however, this is common for many notorious assassins who were covered by the press. So, you know, like Mark David Chapman. I know the Hawkman knows a lot. He, he, you know, he kind of molds his life after him. No, I'm just joking. Alexander Hawk used him as influence in the film DJ Stand the Man. Now, to Thank avoid you, tarnish, he sure did. Um, now, to avoid tarnishing the reputation of people with similar names, that's why that's done. You know what I mean? Because there's many John Booths out there or Lee Oswalds or Mark Chapmans. Uh, Mark Chapman, I believe, is uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter's brother, if I think, if, I'm, if I remember correctly. Now, yeah, I mean, you, you're doing that three-name deal makes it a little more important sounding for sure. But, yeah, I mean, I guess it's a, that's kind of cool for uh, – that's back when the newspapers had felt the right to be uh, human, I guess, and – you know, not want to give everybody a bad name for sharing the same name. Like Rodney Dangerfield says, don't give it a bad name. Well, I see here too, like, ironically enough, the day that the same day um, that he signed the legislation to bring the secret service into effect was the same day that he was like, that he was killed. Well, so like he did like he's no like he signed the Secret Service into effect to be like to counterfeit you know for counterfeit currency. Yeah. But nonetheless, like not knowing what it would become, like had he, yeah. So I mean, it it is kind of like we you know somebody must have been talking you know because I mean the, the couple of things though is like Lincoln A I I think that he was very aware of the fact that what he was doing was dangerous. I mean. Everybody who's that um, forward thinking, you know, mm-hmm. is, is, I think, going, is, of course, going to stir up a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot of hatred towards that person from certain parties. But, um, you know, Lincoln was definitely aware of the facts. You know, he was probably receiving death, death threats on the daily, you know, like certainly aware of the fact that something was probably going to happen. It was just a matter of when, you know, and I, I think that. Part of Lincoln's presence was probably the idea of like, I'm not going to change the way that I do things just because, um, it, it, you know, I've been risking. He, he probably thought about it like every decision I've made since I've become president has threatened my life. You know, and so like, why would I change my principles now? True. Like that kind of thing. But at the same time, it is weird. You know, people must have been talking because it, it, it is very much so a coincidence that, okay, on the same night that he happens to be shot is like the same night that his normal security team isn't working, um, you know, isn't working the detail. And that it's some kind of like no-name cop from, from Washington that he doesn't really know that well, like a young cop who, ironically enough, got fired like 20 years later, got fired several years later for falling asleep on a job. Sounds like the Tupac, the fucking Tupac ordeal. So it just seems like, you know, somebody was, somebody was saying like, okay, that this is the night to do it. It's going to be, the success rate will be higher or the likelihood of success will be higher. So make your move, you know, and like, who knows? Like, and that's probably the thing. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that this, this cop was never like, I mean, I'm sure that he was probably interrogated to an extent, but like, you know, I, maybe there was a bribe involved. Maybe there was something like that. I'd be curious to dig into the literature and like see what kind of theories 
are there on that subject. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure there. You know, that's the unfortunate thing. If anybody can be kind of bribed, whether they maybe uh, maybe they found themselves in a tough spot that you can now get them out of for a favor, or just the good old green green stuff paying them off. Well, I mean, everybody, something as simple as like maybe there was a crime, you know, a small petty crime being committed and he was called away for a second, you know, like he was just he was distracted. You know, maybe there was a small petty crime occurring like in the theater somewhere. There was a disrupt, you know, maybe there was a disturbance and he went to go, you know, he moved it, just moved out of place. And that was that time, you know, to kind of to make that, um, you know, that kind of moment of (laughs) you either you take the shot or you don't. And I think that maybe maybe that has something to do with it. I'm not sure, but just do it like Nike. You know, Lincoln was shot at Ford Stanner. Kennedy was shot in Ford car. Lincoln limousine. That's true fact. Scary. Uh, very scary stuff, you guys. Very horrifying shit. Now we got some certain un- assumptions. You know, both uh, both Oswald were assassinated before their trials. Uh, Oswald and Booth. Um, on April 26, 1865, after refusing to surrender, John Wilkes Booth was assassinated by Sergeant Boston Corbett. Now, when I read after refusing to surrender, uh, he was assassinated. Assassination's close up. That's a close up deal. Uh, refusing to surrender. I don't know. I think he, you know, I think they got close enough, and he was probably cooperating. And Sergeant Boss Tones said, uh, "It's probably better off you die now, my friend." And then he can be a hero. Ego killed the monster. Ego killed the monster. He wanted to be the cop known to put the bullet in the brainium of that fucking dude who killed the president. You know what I mean? That's the vibe I catch. On November 24th, 1963, on his way to county jail, Lee Harvey Oswald was assassinated by nightclub owner Jack Ruby. Now, Jack Ruby got some serious ties to the dark side of the mafioso world and shit. Very low-level mafioso shit. Uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, he caught the videotape. It's on TV. I think a news camera picked it up. Anybody can go watch it. Now, the thing about his assassination is kind of unfortunate for him is uh, he dies, of course. But, you know, usually in an assassination attempt, it's a, it's a shot to the head where you supposedly you go down, don't feel anything, and it's a wrap. But Lee Harvey got shot in the fucking chest or the stomach or something like that. So he went out He got, He got. went out hard, as Alex liked to say. <laughs> myself back. He went out hard. Yeah, he went out hard. So Lee Har- I think Lee Harvey upset whoever... Whoever he was working for, I think he maybe started chirping when he was getting interrogated or something. And I think that those people heard that he was chirping. And I said that somebody said, make sure he knows that he's dying and he feels every second of it. And it's not quick. So I think that's why. And when he gets blasted, it, 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 it's almost like he knows death was coming, but he he was hoping for the headshot and he was getting the chest shot. And, uh, but very, uh, you know, you guys have both seen Oswald the get shot, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen the, like the Zapruder film, but well, that's the Zapruder film. I think is Kennedy is the actual yeah. Kennedy footage. No, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the Oswald. I, well, yeah, yeah it's I not really graphic or anything. It's 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 just grainy footage of somebody walking up, and they they go to shoot him, and he kind of like he just kind of like. 
puts his hands and leg up, I think, like he should, like he can actually block it or something, and then poof, just gets blasted in the chest. But uh, Jack Ruby, yeah, he's a, he was like a strip club owner, if I remember correctly, tied up in lower level mob stuff. Um, you know, it's weird that the police he, he did go to jail for it, I believe. Um, it's kind of hard not to. Um, I think even you know Ruby was like sacrificial lamb a little bit, like he. You know, when we talked about that episode on Bud Dwyer, where we had that theory of like somebody told him, "Okay, Bud, you fucked up, so you got to do this. You got to take one for the team." And you know, Bud took the hard one for the team. But I almost feel like Jack Ruby had to take one for the team here too, where they were like, "You got to, you got to fucking, got to kill him, dude. You got to get him down." Like I think he either owed a favor or. You know, he probably owed a favor. That's what I assume. Or he was probably in a bad way. And they were like, look, you do this. You're going away. But you're going away one way or the other. You can go you can go live. You can go away being alive or go away not being alive. And he was like, I guess I'll go away. Because um, they'll pitch the fact you'll be an American hero. And I think a lot of these folks that, that, that adds in, like these assassins, they go, I'm going to be a fucking hero. Like they think that there's people out there that are going to be like, yeah. And I'm sure there probably were some people that were a like, yeah with for it. But, um, you know, like a Jack Ruby type deal, I think it's easier for him because he's more of, I think he thought it was the American thing to do. You know what I mean? It's very weird. You know, he was just the person supposedly that was upset over fucking his president being killed. But he has the the, the ties, the, the the fucking ties. It's very, it's an interesting stuff, you know. And Jack Ruby's got to be dead by now, I assume. So well, he, he died in prison shortly after. Yeah. Did he Jack yeah, Ruby died in prison? He, shortly after of cancer? Yeah, which he didn't have when he went in prison. That's interesting. Huh? That's some crazy stuff. Yeah. Fast act the game, the cancer bubble gum, where you chew yep, the bubble yeah, gum. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, personally, I I believe that Lee Harvey was a patsy to begin with. So, and then like every, uh, Ruby was used to clean up that patsy, and then whether he really died of cancer or something else, and that cleared that up. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, see an, an, another one of those deals where he he thought he was just going to rot in prison. I think he was kind of getting comfortable with the idea, and then they, he was just a piece of the puzzle that they needed to take out the frame. Now it's quite possible that maybe you almost got to take into consideration the powers that be. Maybe if he what maybe he was supposed to kill him with the headshot. And maybe that him dying from getting, I don't know, dude, the cancer thing is very weird because like, yeah, it's definitely people get it. You know, supposedly everybody has it. It just depends on how quick it grows, supposedly from what I hear. But if there was like, so you can, you can, when people die of cancer, you, you like in this case, it's like, yeah, to, to really say that, okay, somebody killed them. That's a conspiracy theory deal. But realistically, if, 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 if the medical field or scientists were to figure out a way to put together something, a concoction that would make it grow quicker, like super growth, th- the possibility of that isn't insane. Um, I know that certain thing like a Stanley Kubrick's death. Um, I know that they, he had a heart attack, but certain people think that that was 
that that was a, de- a murder where they gave them something like in realistic. You think about these things. It's like if somebody could put something, all they got to do is put something in your body that they designed to do to make your heart beat too much or and thin out your blood or whatever the fucking whatever the concoction that leaves you dead from a heart attack is. Um, but I feel like those things could be con- concocted in a laboratory, unfortunately. And have they been? Maybe. And if they have been, have they been used in situations? Maybe, probably. If they've been made, I'm sure they were used. Um, but it's very interesting stuff. So the, the, the Jack Kirby dying of cancer shortly after from not having it before. I don't know. Stuff like that, I think, is there's a lot to be said about that stuff, too. Jeff, you were going to say something. So, yeah, I forget what I was going to say, actually. Oh, <laughs> I'm boring you. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like doing some, I'm like partially doing research while because I'm, I'm actually quite interested. Word. What do you got? Anything, anything good over there? <sighs> Not really. It's just like a bunch of like, I, well, I found this Apruder film in like 4K. There's, um, 60 frames. I check it out. I seen footage of it once. I think it was on a face of the death tape that, um, it was the best footage of it I've ever seen where they zoomed it in. And uh, they, they uh, it's like is the, like it's you know if you if you like that type of deal or you want you're fascinated with the reality of that situation check it out. But you know the big theory with that if you're gonna watch the video is supposedly they say the dude driving turns around if you look close enough he turns around and shoots Kennedy, and that's what that headshot is is the dude driving and like if I've seen footage and I don't know if it was doctored it could have been. You know, I'm not going to say it's definitely real, but I have seen footage where it looks like something silver come when the dude turns around, something silver comes out that would have been gun shape around that place. The shot happens and the dude turns back around. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened. And I but I have seen footage and I don't know if it's real, completely real or not, but I have seen footage that actually looks like that's kind of the vibe. And people do believe that. So that's a very interesting, like I said, we'll dive into that in a whole different episode because that whole thing is massive. That could be like a multi-parter. Um, but some of the, the more fa- the false assumptions that, that were figured out there in some of the research search on this is all President uh, Kennedy had a secretary. Uh, you know, the, the whole thing with the, the name switch with the secretary went at Lincoln had a Kennedy, Kennedy had a Lincoln, you know, that didn't line up. Um and then the the eighteen thirty the the born, you know eighteen thirty eight instead of eighteen thirty nine. I know they're trying to put together two eighteen thirty nines where I think it was Booth and Oswald were supposed were nineteen thirty nine was Oswald and eighteen thirty nine was Booth, but he was really born in eighteen thirty eight. And lastly, you know Booth ran the uh, ran from the theater. And was caught in a warehouse. Oswald ran from the warehouse and was caught in a theater, <coughs> which is that's an f- interesting little tidbit. Um, but fact be told, Booth did not run from Ford's theater. Uh, he did run from Ford's theater where, like, where he shot Lincoln, but he was caught in a barn in Virginia and not a warehouse where Oswald fled from the Texas School Book Depository, which was a warehouse uh, across the way. Uh, where Oswald worked uh, and, and from where he had shot Kennedy and then he was arrested in a movie theater watching DJ Sandman. So <laughs> it was one of those, 
I still find that to be weird coincidences, though, within just kind of that that flip of it. But I guess everybody loves a movie, you know what I mean? Uh, very interesting stuff. Uh, enough to kind of ba- look at and go through the facts. And a lot of it's like, you know, coincidences that, you know, there's no way you could predict it or there's no way man could set it up. That has to be something greater than man at hand to kind of make these things happen. And I think anything greater greater than man isn't worried about assassinating the president. Um, I guess unless it was an evil energy or something. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird vibe over there, you know, uh, you know, some urban folklorists have, uh, postulated that the list provided a way for people to make sense of two tragic events in American history by seeking out patterns. I know a lot of people seek out patterns and numbers and dates, you know, from all types of tragic events from 9-11 and all the way, you know, Sandy Hook, all over, all over the place. Like, all these tragic events, they try and link them up and stuff. You know, Hitler and all that deal. Hmm. Um, Gardner and others have said that it is relatively easy to find uh, seemingly meaningful patterns relating any two people or events. Uh, that's true. I could probably... Um, do the, 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 the degrees of separation to Kevin Bacon with everybody in this chat right now. So they're true with that. Mm-hmm. Now, most of the items above are true, you know, su- such as the year in which Lincoln and Kennedy were each elected president, but it's not so unusual given that presidential elections are held only every four years. Uh, a few of the items are simply untrue. For example, Lincoln never had the secretary named Kennedy, and Lincoln's secretaries were John Hay and John G. Nicolay. However, Lincoln's footman, William H. Crook, did advise Lincoln not to go uh, to the theater that night. Um, David Mickelson on Snopes also points out numerous ways in which Lincoln and Kennedy don't match to show the superficial nature of the alleged coincidences. For example, Lincoln was born in 1809, but Kennedy uh, in 1917. Though Lincoln and Kennedy were both elected in the 60, Lincoln was already in the second term when his assassination was assassinated, but Kennedy was not. And neither the years, months, nor dates of the assassination match, which you would assume to be an important thing to match up. But maybe that would be too obvious. You know what I mean? Uh, it very well could be for sure. So by the end of this long journey, gentlemen, what's your take? These are just purely coincidences. You think there's some fun, you know, not the actual, hey, it's not the, not the, 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 the conspiracies of them being shot. Not, we'll take that, that stuff out of it. We're going to mainly focus just on the coincidences. You know what I mean? You think this is just all nonsense, somebody trying to be fun. You think there's legitimate coincidences that should that should be addressed or looked at or at least thought about when this discussion comes up. What's your yeah, take I mean, on the coincidences? I think, like, some of this stuff is, I mean, first of all, I think it's, like, creative, but it's, like, hard to, to really prove. Yeah. Like, I think some of it is, like, just pure spec. I mean, I think probably a lot of it is pure speculation, but like, I wonder how much of this is actually grounded in like solid research. Probably not much of it, to be honest, but yeah, I mean, again, like I think that, yeah, there's, there's some, there's some things that are, 
that I'm sure are true out of coincidence, you know, like definitely line up in, in a bizarre fashion. But I mean, I don't see that as being indicative of some greater conspiracy. I mean, I would have, to, I mean, I think it'd be interesting to look at the, ma- I, I think it'd be interesting to look at like the major, like what was the gut, what was the response at the time? Like how did the government react? Like how did, how, like how did things unfold afterwards? Like what possibly was occurring? Um, you know, the de- like the timeline of events side by side. Are there any similarities there in narrative and like reason, like blah, 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 you know, like what could, I mean, I think that it's likely, right. That like, of course you could say, sure. There was some, you know, greater uh, planner behind all of this stuff um, and facts and, and stuff withheld. Um, but I, I, I just don't think like it was, I don't know. I mean, the the likelihood of like, what this seems to like indicate is that there's going to be some sort of connection to the two, which, which just seems much more unlikely given the space between the time, the time gap between the two, you know, like the time, like that doesn't really make a whole ton of sense. Um, And it requires so much work that I don't think it really would be possible. (laughs) Um, no, so I think it's, I think it's probably like not, I don't think it really carries much weight. Nonetheless, like I think individually both are exceptionally interesting in terms of looking at, like, even if you completely disregard the conspiracy theories, um, you know, I think that there's a lot of like meat to bite onto. And I think that it's a really interesting kind of rabbit hole to go down looking at each of the assassinations and trying to like come to terms with the different ways in which people and, and groups have, have tried to understand them. Um, of course, I think the, the JFK assassination is just fascinating because there's so much that is still kind of unknown about it. There's so many things that are just like, there's so many conspiracy theories that, that like got strikingly like popular, like what, like startlingly popular had a lot of substance and just kind of went cold but for no, like, like not because they were necessarily bullshit, just because there was nowhere else to kind of look for answers. Like, that's what's interesting about the the JFK um, conspiracies, because I mean, I'm pretty sure even I'm pretty sure that like most of the investigators were unable to rule out like pro Castro groups and um, like the mob. I'm pretty sure like these were things that that like were rather inconclusive. Like they couldn't say, yes, they did it. No, they did not. Like the evidence was pointing to both, like towards both um, scenarios. So like a lot of the conspiracy theories seem to be kind of interesting in that regard. But the, the Lincoln one, I've, I've never really like read too much about the conspiracy surrounding that incident mm. until today, actually. It's very interesting stuff. Alexander, what do you well, think by the end of this road? Well, I mean, the way I look at it, I mean, when I first uh, saw it, like, how many years ago on, on the internet, I looked at it and thought it was kind of cool. I didn't look into it too much. I didn't try to fact check it. But I kind of, uh, I mean, listening to this and, and all that, I kind of have um, 
any uh did you guys ever see the movie uh, The Number 23 with Jim Carrey? No, but 23 we talked about earlier if you recall. Yeah. Well, it's it's a lot like that where that when you're sometimes when you're trying to compare different uh things or people you you make connections. I mean the whole thing about 23 is you know Jim Carrey's character keeps on seeing the number 23 popping up in like and 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 giving it such a an importance and and that there's some hidden meaning behind the number 23 because 23 like keeps on popping up in his life and yeah. and the thing is that if while there has been other assassination attempts and other assassins who have actually you know succeeded um in the long run, JFK and Abraham Lincoln are the only two presidents that have been assassinated that were kind of, I would say, at a certain level of that they both uh, were known as great men of the time. They were both known uh, for trying to uh, fix the nation and and also known for uh, pissing off a lot of people, a lot of important and powerful people. Mm-hmm. And and because of that, that kind of puts their assassinations as kind of the, <coughs> the more important compared to uh, some of the others that have happened throughout history. And And that kind of forces people to... People like making connections. They like saying, oh... That you know, the two biggest assassinations in our history of presidents are somehow connected. I don't know. I think it kind of gives us a kind of um, uh, like almost like a a a warm, comfy blanket. As you know, that the world isn't just chaos. The world has a plan, whether it's a plan we agree with or whether it's a plan that um, is. We as 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 animals like like seeing connections, and and when there's no connections, we like to make connections, even if they don't exist. And of course, I mean, like you said, uh, you know, every four years there's there's a um, there's a, a an election, and and things can just happen just by coincidence. You know, uh, because of timing and all that and what's going on in the country at the time, kind of lined up. But there's nothing more than just mere coincidence of how things just happen to be. And then people uh, grab those, like, natural coincidences, and then they build upon that and try and make it like it's something more than it really is. Then there was silence. Yeah. Complete well, silence. Complete silence? Everyone's dead now. We were shocked by that, the, the, the fucking depth you wanted to do there. Yeah, I'm sure. It was chilly. That's how deep it was, to tell you the truth. But now we're coming back to the warmth. We're getting closer to the sun. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I agree, though. I think people will try and connect to, you know, for entertainment aspect are really kind of searching, you know, there's a lot of delusional people out there that uh, 
believe um, more far-fetched things to be reality, and they'll fight to the death for those uh, far-fetched things that they claim to be reality. So when you take something like this that can be a little far-fetched, but, you know, so when a lot of things link up, usually there's something there when when a lot of things kind of link up. But I don't know. know, I think that they... um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. There's definitely some stuff in here that definitely that do link, but enough to really say that there's a, you know, something other than coincidence involved. Uh, I definitely this know is, there's no coincidence that they were both uh, killed. You know what I mean for sure, and for by 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 people that were puppeted by. a higher caught you know power, more powerful people but um as far as the coincidence it's very interesting you know it's very interesting stuff but uh you can't really you got to kind of dive into each one separately uh solo and kind of hit it on hit it one-on-one and kind of feed into it that way but i wouldn't take it too much as this is more of a more entertaining of a, of a theory uh, the coincidences but, but, would I be surprised if there was some type of uh, Da Vinci Code type deal, you know, deep, deep within where somebody is trying to say, hey, look, I wouldn't be surprised by anything. And there's this thing, that, uh, I think it's called Sigil Magic or something like that, um, where supposedly the powers that be that are, you know, dark arts evil people so to speak um that they can go about doing their evil deeds as long as it's out there so like as long as you know that they're doing evil shit like for instance take like uh like priests you know like the priest type deal like the fact that you know that they're molesting kids not all of them but the ones that do the fact that you know that it means that they're not guilty of it because it's out there. You know about it. They're not doing anything secret behind your back type deal. Like there's that type of vibe to it. So yeah, I did. It's possible that they, it would be a situation like that where it's like here, this is the proof. We're not going to outright just say this is what it is, but it's there. If you look at it and you, you can figure stuff out on your own, you're going to tell, well, obviously that's what's going on, but we're not going to outright just say that's the deal. I do think there's stuff like that floating around too. You know what I mean? So who's to say? But, you know, very definitely some interesting stuff. Uh, does anybody want to say anything in closing on this episode of Behold the Pill? I had fun. I'm very happy to hear that. Me too. It's always a, always a pleasure having you on. The, 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 the most important thing is to have fun with this. Yeah. You got to have fun with it because if you get too serious and start looking at it and then the things are lining up, then it's, then it turns not fun pretty quickly. And over time, because you go, Oh shit, what type of trouble we really in? You know what I mean? And uh, it's good to keep it light and not think about the trouble. Just think about the trouble in the end when you really have to, you know what I mean? And those, those, those final moments of rough trouble times. And you say, hopefully it's quick. Hopefully it's, you know, a nice headshot. Hopefully it's not a chest shot like Oswald got, you know what I mean? And uh, you got to go down. You got to go down a champ, a true supreme being, you know, Lincoln and Kennedy, 
you know, legendary people, you know, uh, you can go down, you can be in their company. You know what I mean? I almost wouldn't mind going to like the, uh, the book depository building and that, uh, where they, where they have, uh, the Lincoln's last, last, the Peterson house there. The Peterson house has a funky look to it. It looks like the Beatles should be standing out in front of it for like an album cover or something. But with that being said, folks, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, and uh, we'll catch you all in the next episode. I mean, cool. All right. Be well out there, everybody. And we'll catch you all on the next episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. <laughs> They both had the X factor, whatever that thing is that made Lincoln Lincoln. And I've always believed we can't fully explain what made Lincoln great. There was something inborn within him, the way you can't explain Shakespeare, you can't explain Mozart fully. Lincoln had an X factor of genius. How else could someone who, with a first grade education write those wonderful things that we still remember today? JFK had an unforgettable charisma. You can see it in the press conferences in the films. Uh, when JFK uh, gave that first inaugural address, we remember it today because it was so charismatic, so wonderful. Remember JFK giving the speech at American University about the, the, uh, the pact with the Soviets for nuclear arms. When he says, communism is repugnant to the freedom and dignity of man. Is that not Lincoln saying as I would not be a slave, I would not be a master. If slavery is not wrong, then nothing is wrong. Lincoln and Kennedy were absolutely committed to their view of the world. I've said before that Abraham Lincoln is one of the greatest killers in American history. Both he and Jefferson Davis share that title. Lincoln would have sent two million soldiers to their deaths to vindicate those principles of free elections, liberty, and union. Lincoln was not the kindly father Abraham always looking to get along. Lincoln was ruthless when he believed he was fighting for essential and undeniable principles. JFK felt the same way. They were both cool. They had analytical minds. They weren't hotheads. Both had few real friends. They were private and distant, uh, very much like Ronald Reagan. JFK and Lincoln were very private people and detached. F many people thought they knew them. Very few did. 